Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Love HQ podcast. This is a place for women who want to explore love, sex, dating, and relationships through an unconventional approach of ditching the normal dating advice, prizing yourself as an individual, and listening to expert interviews from all different walks of life, focusing on how you can get more in touch with yourself as a person, develop better relationships, and live life on your terms. your ideas around love, sex, dating and relationships. Now, this podcast is so awesome and I'm so excited to have this guest on today. I'm using it for both the men and the women's version. So usually I'm like, hey girls or hey guys, but today everyone's getting lumped with the same thing. Okay? Hey people. Hey people. So we're up to the people and joined, you hear those dulcet tones, that is Ralph Sutton, host of the SDR show and many other wonderful things. Thank you for having me, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now see, here's where I get a bunch of comments saying Ralph and Haley had sex no we didn't not yet anyway <laughs> Ralph get well yes that was you said that was because I, I actually appeared on Ralph's show last night with my uh, my friend Genevieve and he said you, you said at the time that your goal was both of us in your bed by well, the way and, and your friend what was her name Martina she's Martina. so cute my god oh my gosh yeah Martina's done on my podcast as well oh, she's so pretty yeah she is very she pretty. made me nervous really no girls don't make me nervous isn't that weird <laughs> I don't know I think that's one of the big problems that guys get too nervous around people I think people get too nervous yeah. or feel really uncomfortable saying what they want. Now, the SDR show for the uninitiated, I really would recommend you check it out. It is outrageous. I feel like, oh my God, I need more stuff on this podcast. It stands for sex, drugs and rock and roll, all of which are represented within the podcast. Very, very uh, truthfully as well. Like, uh, abundantly. Abundantly. I'm hungover today. <laughs> I'd like to say it's a Tuesday morning and it like Ralph goes in, it's always taped on a Monday night and it yeah. goes out every Monday. And honestly, Tuesday morning, like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like I've had a really, really heavy Saturday night. I'm yeah. barely stringing sentences together now for the podcast. Your fault. Yeah, and I've been up at 6am and already went to the gym. What? So, And I'm almost double your age. So that tells you a big difference between the two of us. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, I'm one of these, for any of you, if you ever meet me, I'm a complete lightweight. I'm like two drinks and I'm like down and out. I'm one of those well, I'll people. make a mental note for that when I do finally try and have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lovely. So, <laughs> what I liked about the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, this is my favorite bit of the whole show, and I might like just semi steal it now. Is at the end of it, you ask the same things you ask for first time experiences mm -hmm. with sex, drugs, and a concert, right? right. So sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I thought that was so amazing because a lot of the time people don't even talk, begin to talk openly about their first kind of bridging into adulthood mm -hmm. experiences. What made you de decide to develop the show kind of around that theme? And can you tell people a bit more about your background? Sure. Even I don't know that much. Okay, so I still start with my background. It's a, I have a very weird background. Uh, I started out, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I was a break dancer in a break dancing movie, which is hard to believe looking what? at me right now. What? A and movie called Crush Groove, which is and hilarious. And you're Jewish and know a lot about bagels. Jew I'm Jewish. I know a lot about bagels. That's true. And um, 
Then I made a weird transition into computers and computer hacking, and I was wanted by the FBI at 16, what? which is crazy. Uh, and then I started getting into uh, running rock clubs. I did that for a long time as a promoter for nightclubs and rock clubs, and then became a strip club DJ for a long time, ran a French restaurant for five years. <clears throat> doing, I mean, look, I'm old, so I have a lot of experience, a lot of life experience. <laughs> and then uh, I've been doing radio for 10 years, where I have a nationally syndicated rock radio show. It's on about 50 stations from Maine to Hawaii called The Tour Bus. And that's been on the air about 10 years, predominantly 80s rock, but new rock as well. And host a lot of rock concerts and festivals like the Ship Rock Cruise, the Motorhead Cruise. I'm going to M3, which is a Maryland rock festival at the end of the month for about 25,000 people that I'm hosting. And... The SDR show started with me hosting a couple of rock events, and I met the comedian Big J Okerson, who pitched the idea of us doing a show together as a podcast. And I thought podcasting is for people that can't do radio, and I'm already in radio, so why are you bothering me? But started reading about how much podcasts are becoming important, right. and people listen, and blah, blah, blah. So I pitched the idea of SDR because it was going to be a morning show that I was going to do years ago. So I already had the URL, the imaging, the graphic, mm -hmm. and we just started it, and that, that's how it started. And then the first thing came on our first episode. I said, let's tell our stories, just Jay and I, our first, this is the first episode, let's tell our first sex, drugs, and rock and roll experience. And then Jay said at the end, we should ask the guest every week that because it's so interesting and that's how it came about that's the long-winded answer that, that, that's not long-winded i'm like french restaurant computer hacking yeah <laughs> it's a lot it's like, of weird things yeah you know what i've done a lot of weird careers as well i have to say i've been everything from i think antique dealer that really was, yeah, that was one of the more weird ones dishwasher fitness model back in the day <laughs> back in the day you're in your 20s how back in the day could it be wow you know you've, you've stacked a lot into that period of time <laughs> so I, you know and also I had some run-ins with the rock music industry in the UK like mm -hmm. I have to say I remember and I put this down as a formative experience I was in college I was 17 years old and I did I was doing English literature class and my English literature class looked out on this like walkway and it was the walkway that led down to the music department. Mm -hmm. So I used to see all the music guys going, and that was like, I think there was some imprinting or something happened That's there. how you picked out the men you were going to date to see which ones were walking down there? Yeah, but yeah, literally pink <laughs> shoelaces boy was like, a, was like a, a real thing. And since then I had this, I've had this honestly, I was like, I've gotten over it. I'm out of it. I'm not interested anymore. But I've gone through this period of time where I've just, I solely dated musicians. The bad boy aspect of that turned you on. You know what? One, the first one, and this was actually, I think, uh, you know, this was actually my true first concert experience. Uh, he was a kind of relatively minor drum and bass and electro DJ, but I was really mm. into that niche music at the time. When I was like 18 years old, I, my then boyfriend took him to this DJ set. I pushed my way to the front of the crowd, uh, jumped around, and he hid his phone number on a credit card, and I put it into my bra. And then we begun this love affair that went on, and I ended up dating like my favorite DJ um, for five years. But I have to say, for a DJ, he was the most straight-laced person I've ever met. You know, like would not uh, would not break a sp would not speed. Uh, would never, ever consider doing drugs, was early to bed every night. So uh, yeah, How yeah. old was he? He was, I think I dated him from when he was 28 to 32. Okay, and you were 18. Yeah. Wow, wow. look at you. I know. There's hope for me yet. He liked the older guys. 
provocative to the last. <laughs> and then I springboarded off of that. Then I end up dating someone uh, who is uh, status, quo, status quo, not a member of status quo, that'd be too old, but one of their sons. And then my last guy was in the rock music industry. So basically I've had to You have break. a love affair for musicians is what you're saying. Yeah, you know what? It's a habit of a lifetime that I've gone about. That's why I literally had to do, I think it was a key component of six months celibacy. It was like, I was like, no more musicians. I was like, you know what? If he's got long hair, if he plays a guitar, I don't want to bloody know. Oh, all right. Well, that just ruled <laughs> me out, I guess. <laughs> so when we're talking about, I kind of wanted to fish around and get a bit more of that, that experiences because I guess you talk really openly about you know sex and dating and relationships mm-hmm. and your love life and obviously which you call is it dick tales dick tales dick- the theme is to duck tales which i don't know if you are uh was that no in- i remember, yeah. I remember okay. duck tales. we I changed remember the duck theme tales. but we you know it's the same theme but we change it to dick tales where we tell uh anything that happened that since the last episode if either of us jay has a bisexual girlfriend and they bring girls home so they'll tell those stories i'm single so if i happen to have anything happen i will tell those stories some weeks it doesn't happen so some weeks there there isn't a dick tale if neither one of us have one to tell okay that's good when you were there last night it, we both happened to have one so it kind of was like a little bit more of an initiation for right. you. Right. So, yeah. So with your your love life, that's <laughs> you speak really openly about it. And I have to say, uh, and I will say this again, with Ralph, when I first heard about Ralph, and, you know, he came from our, our lovely shared publicist, a lady called Lainey, uh, she described him to me and I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this guy because I hear the word on the street was, he only dates bisexual women. And that, you know, that makes me think, uh-oh, he's selecting women on grounds of whether they'll let him have sex with other women. And that immediately got my back up. And I was like, I'm going to freaking hate this dude. Uh, then we had a couple of radio shows what we did together. And we pretty much unilaterally disagreed on everything. A lot of things, And yeah. everything. But you know what? I said, I'm, I'm warming up to you. I know. I think you're actually pretty all right. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're pretty all right yourself, young lady. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I have to say, what I like about... Ralph is he is he is what he is you know and I have to say those are the kind of people I always gel with the best and I also think uh, whether you're a woman and you're looking out there at least if someone is straight up and honest you freaking know where you stand right. with I know I used through. to one of my friends who I actually decided I couldn't be friends with anymore because he was too shady he never did any drugs of any kind never drank or anything like that so screw him no I'm kidding he would keep um, cocaine weed alcohol ecstasy in his apartment because if a girl wanted it for that night, he pretended, oh, yeah, I'll do he, he would do it what? just so he could get in the girl's pants. Oh, man. And also, he would be the kind to tell every girl like, he'd write them poetry, but it'd be the same poetry and just <laughs> change, change the, the name. name. You know? And <laughs> I was like, dude, it's, it's so immoral and disgusting just to do whatever you have to do to get a girl into bed is not me. I'm very honest. I will answer I very often will say to a girl don't ask and I say this in live don't ask a question that you don't want to hear the potential answer to like have you been sleeping with anyone else is usually a bad question to ask unless you're in a relationship if you're just started casually dating you don't want to know the answer to that question you just want to know the answer if the answer is no right so or you I would here's what I would do if, if you're a woman listening to this here's what I would say Instead of asking the guy about this, I would say get in touch with what your own parameters are and when you expect things like sex, commitment, monogamy, all that stuff. Get it in your own and then communicate that. Yeah, have that discussion. Don't don't get mad at a guy for sleeping with someone else if you've never had that conversation that right, we're going to okay, be exclusive. And, and I know that the women that listen to this are being like, you know, and I have to say, you know what it's like. It's so annoying. You're there and you've, you've had an intimate connection with the guy. Maybe you've kind of allowed yourself to think that he's committed to you because you, you really are attached to him and you like him. 
You never have the talk because it feels awkward to bring it up. And then at some point it comes up and you feel heartbroken that he's been with other people. And then he gets to hold his hands in the end and say, well, we never spoke about it. And the thing is, as much as it, you know, we want to blame the guy and be like, how could he? We have to take personal responsibility. Personal responsibility is cool. So you know what? If that's really important to you, and right now it's like, it's important to me, get it out there and right. don't be afraid of whatever your particular preference is. And if he's not interested in being uh, exclusive with you, then he's not the right guy for you. Right. I mean, that's just it. It's just so simple. It just <laughs> we, we, we build these things up to be far more complicated than they need to be. In fact, I mean, it's an embarrassing story, but whatever. There was a girl that was uh, sleeping here uh, something over maybe a week ago, and then she came over two days ago, two days after. Right? right, but there was a night in maybe three days laughter. Uh, the night in between, I went on another date with a girl who slept over. Also, okay, so you follow that. Mm-hmm. The girl in between had forgotten, didn't have a toothbrush, so she used. I have extra toothbrushes in the in the bathroom, so it was hanging on the toothbrush holder. So when the girl came back, it was very obvious that someone else had been there. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. And she actually, which I give her credit, she joked about it. She's like, ah, obviously someone else was here, huh? I said, yeah. It was yeah. the Tuesday night yeah, girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. So she actually, give her she didn't get mad. She's like, yeah, I guess, you know, we're, we're dating other people. Who am I to judge? And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and that was the end of it because we've had a very open discussion about that we are just keeping it light. Right. So neither one of us felt awkward. It was just a funny thing that happened and we moved on. And I saw her again a week later. So she's not angry about it. Like she said, acted like it was fine and then said And, and here's the problem is, if you hold in what your boundaries are and then you get disappointed. It's your own fault. You're gonna, yeah, but you're going to feel really emotionally agitated about that. And then the whole, that, that's when the whole thing is going to crash and burn. In fact, you want to relatively objectively, this is my opinion anyway, be able to stay relatively early on what your parameters are around things. Yeah. And it could be as simple as saying, you know, it's like, look, you know, of course, if I like someone, I want to build a, you know, build a proper relationship with them. That's kind of what I'm interested in. Or if I'm investing my time in someone, I just want to be with them. Or you know what? I'm kind of feeling quite free at the moment. I'm really enjoying exploring. All of those sentences are fine. And the key component here is you say, I. Right. It's not, what do you want? What are you looking for? Are you sleeping with other people? Because the ball is in the wrong exactly. park then. Yeah, and there's no right or wrong answer to what you want, but you just need to find someone that agrees with that right. in, any, in any aspect of your life. And so, I really like, can I say, I really like what you said about if he doesn't want the committed thing and that's what you want, imagining this is women, um, then he's not the right guy for you. And how many times, if I had a pound or a dollar for every time I'd heard Thanks someone, for Americanizing it there. Yeah, that, my pleasure. Uh, every time I'd heard someone say, he's the perfect guy, but he just won't commit. Then I'm like, you know what? His level of emotional commitment, and if he, if someone wants the same relationship model as you, whether it's commitment or not, or any of the gray areas in between, that is one of like the most important components that you need to have in common. So if you do not have that in common, he's definitely not the perfect guy for you. That's like a, that's like a big mismatch. And then it's the grace is to let it go. If that's there's going to be a real clash. There's a very famous quote. I forgot who said it, but it's such a uh, an accurate statement. Everything before the but is meaningless. So he's great. He's amazing. He's awesome. But, and then the truth comes out. He doesn't want a commitment. He whatever. So it's really get rid of that first part of the statement and just go with what comes after the but. Right. I like that and take ownership of it. Yeah, exactly. And so if we're going to flip this around and because we spoke a little bit, I think that's a bit of advice for women there about laying your cards on the table. And you know what? It's cool. You can literally say, you know what? It's just, I'm. you know, I want to bring this up because I have to be honest, like, 
if I'm if I'm with someone and I'm with I find them with somebody else, that would really hurt me, and I just don't want to even open up that can of worms right. or get into that kind of discussion or argument, you know. And then you know what? You can be clear, objective, cut and dry, and then the knack, the real knack, is letting it go if it doesn't work out, and not being too attached to a particular outcome with a particular person, right. you know. And, and I think like uh, I was going to say, sorry, I thought I heard something. Uh, that there is no sometimes you just this is a hard lesson for me to learn. I really didn't really embrace it till I was about thirty five, which is you're not going to always get closure. You're not going to always right. get the answer you want. Sometimes you just have to say okay and move on. Yeah, my first phrase on closure is it's a one way process, not a two way process. Right. Like exactly. it's like if you're literally if you're waiting for the other person to like you you know, and it's always the way, isn't it, when a relationship ends? You're like, maybe if I write them that letter, or maybe we have that one discussion, maybe they'll finally see my perspective. And you know what? They're inhabiting their own mind and their own body. They're never going to be fully on board with your worldview. That's just how it is. Yeah. They're never going to probably come around and go, you know what? You were completely right. And you're probably never going to get the feeling that everything is resolved and you've been fully understood. Closure happens on your side. It's when you go, you know what? Done. Yeah. End. Fin. You know? And that's it. Book, chapter close. And you know what? I think the nature of human relationships is they are like, especially a really, really, you know, a big or significant or emotionally important one. You never get really like a neat tie up at the end. No. You only get your own ability to detach. Yeah, you have it. to be able to move on. And that's the key, I think, to happiness in so many ways. <laughs> right. Is just to be able to say, all right, well, I'm going to move on now. And that makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I think letting it go. And also, I think for the women out there, another to incentivize you more, or a guy, you know, if you've got a woman that's messing you around and isn't giving you what you want and need and your needs aren't being fulfilled. Your time is your most valuable asset, right? Like, that's definitely finite for us all. You know, human nature, human condition, blah, blah, blah. Um, what we can do is if you recognize that that is your most valuable thing to spend, if you then save time by letting go of a bad situation or doing the breakup or recognizing the right time to walk away or let it go, not in a plate smashing, close out the window <laughs> way, preferably. Hopefully in a like a, you know what, this just isn't for me, let it go. If you could do that, you don't get bogged down in things that aren't serving you for you know epic amounts of time yeah i drive uh i've driven rather women crazy in my life because i don't get angry and crazy when something is not working out i'd be like okay uh this is not for me i'm sorry and walk away and there was a girl once that was calling me constant like i just realized this she was too crazy i don't want to be in this relationship because she was too i don't hate to use stereotypes but like your stereotypical hot-blooded latin woman who would just flip off the handle for no reason and i just it was funny in the beginning but then i was like all right i can't do this and she'd call me and screaming and yelling like you motherfucker and i'd be like hmm i hear your points <laughs> And I just don't think this I, is for me. I, I, can I say I've got a really good? Uh, it's a. Re I, I learned this from one of my friends actually, who's in business, and this mm -hmm. is how you're you're supposed to talk to people if you're like communicating your feelings in mm -hmm. a non-angry way. You're meant to say, "I observe." So instead of saying, "You didn't call me," you say, "I observe." That, uh, that you did not return my calls. Right. It's like an objective statement rather than you didn't return my calls. Like, Are you with somebody else? Blah, 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 blah. Then you're saying, uh, I feel. So you'd say, you know, I feel hurt. Yeah, it's always put it on yourself. Right, by, exactly. By, by that. Uh, uh, I, you know, I need to feel like I'm able to contact the person I'm dating and for them to respond to me. I request that next time I do this, if you could just, even if you're unavailable, if you could just let me know. And that's what you're supposed to do. You literally go, I observe, which is it's rubbish. No argument will ever go down like this. Yeah. But as an idealistic thing, to be able to first of all say I, so you take full Always ownership. say I. That's like a Socrates thing. Always yeah. put it on you, you know? Yeah, I think, you know what? Because I think this is one of my big 
bones that I have to pick with dating, especially girl date, female dating advice, a lot of the time it actually disempowers women by shifting responsibility elsewhere. Like, oh, you just picked a bad guy. Right. You know, oh, he was a bad guy or you haven't, you haven't met the one yet. And I'm like, hang on a second. I'm sure you're contributing some way to this interaction. And if you honestly think that you've just met a load of really rubbish men and they've really screwed yeah, you take over, ownership at one point. If you've met 12 shitty guys in a row, maybe it's not just them. Right. And you know what? That's actually good because you, then you remove the luck element. It's not like you're unlucky in love. Like, what a rubbish statement. Instead, if you go, actually, I probably made some really bad decisions there and there were warning signs and boundaries that didn't get in place, then guess what? You have the power to change it. Fantastic. Right. So responsibility, I think, for all aspects of dating is good. One of the things I used to do to girls is I would text uh, I would text them after they didn't respond to me. If I texted and they didn't respond, I would text you know, I texted you three times. Did you get my messages? And they text back, oh, I only got one. I said, well, you still didn't respond. Like, even though I only sent one, you know, it was like calling them out on that because they, they immediately was, oh, no, I only got one text. I said, right. And you didn't respond to that. I only sent one. And just a way of flipping it so it makes them realize yeah you're being uh you know disingenuous right i like that because i actually would advise my guys that actually if you if you get a message or a call that's ignored don't just go back and just let that go and let that slide because immediately you lose respect then in the interaction you teach people how to teach how to treat you yeah right and if you you know what if the respect is gone that relationship is in the bin anyway because she's she's never going to be that attracted to you so i bet i bet some of those women turned around and were more attracted to you yeah i've actually written articles for a website called uh, social underground yeah i would love to send them to you you probably hate me so even more if it's possible but about the way to interact with women and the way to take ownership of and you know, not, I don't say control, but like control of your own self and, right. and, and how you interact is is so important in life, I think, and not just in relationships, but in business, in, in interactions with friends, like the, the simplest thing of if someone's always showing up late to a dinner party, like let's say you're getting three or four friends together and you always know that Johnny shows up 30 minutes late. So you've tried tricks like telling him it's at 730 <laughs> right. when it's at eight. So eventually you need to make a decision. Do I like Johnny enough that I don't care that he shows up late all the time and just accept him for who he is? Or is it so annoying that I have to move on? But the thing you can't do is just keep bitching about it. Right. Because you're allowing that person in your life. So it's one or the other. Right. And here's what I'd say. I always distrust or think it's a good move to stay away from. I I think this is not, these are not my words, but it was uh, somebody else said them. It's like a bitch born or bitch bred. Somebody who is unable to be really upfront or unable to be upfront about what they want and instead they snark around behind people's backs you know like that guy that you mentioned earlier yeah. who just you know those are the, those are the you people know who you, you are have- how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jonathan, by the way. <laughs> these are the people, genuinely, male and female, to the men and women listeners, these are the ones you have to watch, watch out for. You know, if you get someone in front of you and who, who holds their hands up and goes, look, I'm not ready for a relationship or hey I yep I did do that thing you know right. and they take responsibility and they're candid about it you that's know that's the what, guy least, you want to keep that's yeah. the guy you or at least you know like I actually I am friends with pretty much every woman I've ever dated for more than let's say six months and the reason is I've never done anything scummy I cheated on a girl once 20 years ago that's the only time I've ever done anything really wrong to a girl and it still bothers me to this day that I did that I'm so much more just honest and if I if I'm at a point where I'm like man I really want to be with other women now for some reason then the worst thing you could do is cheat and sneak around just be honest because obviously your brain is telling you something either you're missing something in the relationship that needs to be addressed or you want to move on it's one or the other but cheating doesn't resolve anything no cheating is just like a passive aggressive way of trying it's like a get out clause i think when i've cheated in the past which i again i don't think about think about fondly and i don't think i would uh, you don't lament about it like with putting your toe in the sand and smiling no and like you know i kind of think cheating is one of those things like i've literally given up on it like not using a coaster and you know (laughs) I see it's just like an immature response because basically as you said you've acknowledged that something is up in the relationship you can't really fully have the you don't have the courage or the communication skills the awareness to address it and so you effectively act out right and it's it's just not it's not smart and it's not helpful to anyone and I think actually that the people that you know for men and women trust that you know if a woman says to you look mate you know I'm I don't see you in that way but I do like this and she's up front right from the start and she actually responds to your messages and is clear awesome woman likewise if a guy is there okay he, he doesn't want the same thing as you that's his choice he's allowed to have that as a choice you know there's no one has to be forced the same thing but if he lays his cards on the table and makes an effort to not mess you around again probably an all right human to right. have in your life the people that you absolutely have to be like rigid the ones that you really want to get rid of the ones that sneakily omit information they just leave stuff out they like shadily twist things around or only show you certain aspects of themselves or deliberately mislead or anyone that can't hold their hands up to what they do like that's the person yeah, there's a girl that um, one of my ex-girlfriends that i'm still friends with she was dating a guy for the past i don't know let's say four months five months i don't remember exactly how long and he wouldn't add her on facebook uh-uh. so i said are you 
fucking crazy? Like, and then she like started a fake profile to watch him. I'm like, are you? You know, you're 12. I mean, what are you doing here? This this guy's telling you all you need to know. He's hiding something from you because if you're not friends with him on Facebook or Instagram, and he's and it's one thing if he doesn't have an active social media, that's right. fine. But he was very active and he just was doing other things and didn't want her to see. And that tells you everything you need to know. Right. And she was rationalizing it somehow. Well, it's his work and he doesn't, you're just, you're crazy. Yeah. I think that, I like that statement, tells you all you need to know. And again, it's like one of those things. Sometimes you don't get a clear answer. You don't have someone sat there in front of you going, hey, I'm not ready for this or I don't see you in that way. But something in their behavior is so glaringly obvious that instead of, here's, here's what you shouldn't do, waste your time and energy doing stuff like creating fake Facebook profiles. The second you do that stuff, you've got to go, Obviously, there's something in this situation that's making me feel so insecure or so unhappy. Right. A big need here isn't being fulfilled. Acknowledge it. Walk away. Yeah, like, I have the problem it. where I walk away pretty early. If I see, I'm, I think also, and I've, I've used this analogy a lot, but when I was a kid, I'd walk into a delicatessen and say, give me a turkey sandwich. And whatever came... I was happy with. And I think that's kind of like when you're 18 and dating people, you're just happy with whoever comes along. A guy's just happy to use his penis. But as you get older, you say, you know what? I want the low-sodium turkey. Can you put it on multi-grain bread? I like the, the spicy mustard, not the regular. Because you've learned what you like. And right. you learn what makes you happy. And that's the same truth in a relationship and with someone. When you see flags that are like, okay... I can see that's going to be a problem for me down the road if someone, let's say someone's racist and you're not racist or someone's religious and you're not religious, whatever it is, I can see that. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a problem down the road. So I tend to move on maybe too early, but I see flags and say, okay, it's probably why I'm still single at this point. (laughs) So, I mean, it's my own worst problem probably, but I just think that having that idea or that mindset to know what you want and if there's not, if those people don't have that, don't try and force them into your box. Right. Right, except that they're in their own box and leave them on their way. And can I just say, I like how this podcast has gone 360 degrees full circle in that we started with bagels, a bagel reference, and we've ended with a sandwich (laughs) metaphor. Brilliant. I want to do purely food-based metaphors from now on. All right, I can do it. You know, I I went to cooking school so we can talk all food metaphors if you want. (laughs) Well, you know what? Like, I always end with asking the same four questions, and they're not as sexy as your questions, and I think I might might spice them up for next time, but... Uh, quickly, uh, what is the most romantic thing you've ever done for someone or that someone's done for you? Oh, it's so funny. My romantic story was so romantic and it got so effed. Can I say? Oh, it's got so yeah, screwed, yeah, right? Yeah. I was cursing earlier. Swear. I don't know why. It's my radio mind kicked in. So this was when I was in college. I think I was a, se- a senior or junior in college. And I was in love with this girl. Crazy in love. And she, I think you can never be as intensely in love as you are when you're a kid because right. it's new emotions, yes. you know? And she was from another college. She came to spend the weekend. It was going to be our first time having sex. Like, we've been wow. casually dating. So I lived in, like, you know, a dorm room with four other roommates or five other roommates at the time. And the plan was we left to go to a restaurant. Halfway to the restaurant, I say, oh, shit, I forgot my wallet. We got to go back to the room. While we were gone for those 20 minutes, they converted my dorm room into a restaurant for two. We had printed up oh. menus. I had someone playing a violin. I had oh a chef. I did the whole nine yards, right? That's ridiculous. On the way back, 
we got into a car accident and got rushed to the hospital. Her parents didn't know that she was there. They went, forbid us to ever talk to each oh, other no. again. Oh, no. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Oh, no. went awry. And everyone was with, five people were waiting there. My brother was in a suit as the maitre d'. And this is before cell phones, you know. So <laughs> they're all like, where, where the fuck is this guy? I never showed up again. They're all standing there with food and menus. Like, what the fuck? And it was like three hours later when I called from the hospital. Uh, the girl, Stacy had a, had a concussion. And oh. it was just a shit show. And I really never, we never dated again. That was the end of it. Oh my God. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's like crazy, crazy. I mean, it was getting crazy anyway, like the level of effort involved. I was oh, like, yeah. well, I was like, well done, young Ralph. That yeah. was like, that was very impressive. And then like the fluky. That was horrible. And I think, yeah, I think sometimes, so you know what? It's a good example of best laid plans go to waste. Yeah, you know it was what? too like, much anyway. I think it was too much too soon, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? Life intervenes. Like yeah. I miss my, get this. I was meant to be in America three or four days earlier mm-hmm. going to meet somebody in LA who I'd had a minor love affair with mm-hmm. and I missed my flight and it, but it wasn't I didn't like miss it through being an idiot and like being late and drunk and hung over and I literally I got the tr- there was this major lockdown of central London mm-hmm. where the, the police closed the roads wow. my taxi wasn't going anywhere I was like I couldn't have made that flight if, unless I teleported, it was mm-hmm. just impossible. And I'd been on the fence the whole way about, should I go? Because there's this guy in the UK I liked, duh, duh, duh. And in the end, life just went ahead and made made the decision for me. So another little lesson there, I think, sometimes you can stress about what is the right decision to make. And you know what? You're a futile human being. <laughs> <laughs> and something else will massively intervene. Um, one Another question something that you didn't think when you were younger would be possible but has subsequently proved to be true uh are we talking about in my life or technology or what your is this life, in, your personal life uh well you know working i grew up loving rock and roll you know i mean i was going to concerts i used to have posters of all these bands that i just in heaven with and then you fast forward 20 years later and i'm like good friends with people that i worshipped you know the fact that like at one point the singer of Whitesnake or the, the, the drummer of Motley Crue would call me and say, dude, I'm in town. You want to go out for a night? I remember thinking, this is crazy. Like, If it was mm. 1989 when this happened, I'd be the coolest guy in the world in 2015, 2016. It's kind of funny, but it's just an interesting way that my life changed right. where I literally had posted the guys that I'm friends with now is amazing to me. Right. I had a some funny, some similar thing to that, I suppose, as well. With, I said, as aforementioned, crushing on the music, boys. Right. And then, and I also, I was a really, I've genuinely, I talk about this, I was, I was slash am like a dorky girl. You know, I'm like a geeky. You don't have to tell me. Ge- geeky, bookish. I'm looking at that. I've like cut my thumb. This is really me. Um, I'm clumsy as hell. Uh, and in the past, that thought that like, Oh, little Haley from Cornwall, who was there reading a book, could then go and be hanging out with all these rock music mm. people and, you know, going off to Ibiza. And obviously, in the end, I was like, this is rubbish. I'm going to go back to being original book loving Haley. <laughs> but the fact I had those experiences was still like, what? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think I was part of the cool group of people. Then you go, coolness sucks. But I understand that it's funny that sometimes you think that you're a million miles away from something and you can actually do these awesome things. Uh, two more questions. I'm First, excited. Okay. A life hack which is a way of approaching life or just a mindset or a philosophy or Hmm. something. So it could be like, um, if we had Martina in the studio today, she would say, um, who cares? Who cares? That would be her. That would be her. Where is she from, by the way? She's in the Czech Republic, okay. but she has lived in Lebanon, Bali, and a bunch of other I should places. Have, it could have been my, my, my uh, smooth move. I've been to her country. That might have helped me get in her pants. But, uh. <laughs> smooth move. <laughs> Hashtag smooth move. Yeah, because um, well, anyway, so let's see. A life hack. It's funny because I have food hacks a lot, but I don't have. Let me think about life hacks. Uh, I would say what I probably said earlier. 
which is uh, to not always get closure and just let things go, I think yeah. has made the change in my life tremendously. I think I found far more easy way to live by letting things go. There's a story that the day that this happened was I was dating a girl for about five months and it was a very passionate, you know, I slept at her house two or three days a week. She slept at my house two, three days a week. Wow. We were having sex all the time, like in restaurants. It was the most intense physical, you know, relationship I've ever had to this day. Nothing like that. And then we went away for a weekend on our way home. She gets a phone call. And she gets very weird and very quiet, and she leaves. I don't hear from her. She's like, I got to go. And then two days later, her husband calls me. Oh, man. Right? And the opening line was, are you fucking my wife? And my answer was, I don't think so. Who's your wife? And he said her name. I was like, oh, well. Are you I like, think, how is that even physically yeah, possible? I didn't know. I was amazed. Like, how did she hide this? I couldn't understand it. And I never got an answer. Because she never called me back. All that happened was him threatening my life, me having to go to the cops. It was a whole shit show. He said, I know your radio show. You're doing a live broadcast next week. I'm going to be there. I'm going to fucking stab you. It was crazy. And I kept trying to call her like, what the fuck? And she Uh wasn't answering the phone. And I was telling my mother. And she said, listen, what is she possibly going to tell you that's going to make anything right? Right. So just let it go. Right. And I stopped calling. And then like six months later, she called me. And she didn't have my number. And it was a change number. She called me at work. She knew my work number. And I, she said, Ralph? Yeah. And it's her I said, oh, my God. She said, I'm divorced now. And I realized that the most fun I ever had in my life, the happiest I ever was, were those five or six months with you. And I want to try and rekindle this. So I said, so you were really happy with me, huh? And she said, yeah. I said, wow, you really fucked up then. And I hung up the phone. And then we'd never spoken since until on the last note, she called me a week ago. She had heard my show or something and emailed me and wants to meet up, which is hilarious. So I just think it's a very funny thing how things come full circle. Yeah. And you know, I would say something with this. When it's done, it's done. Yeah. You know, and it's like sometimes if a trust is broken or a bridge is crossed, you know, just like go... It's really upsetting because sometimes you get your trust broken or right. something happens and it's kind of unexpected and suddenly you go from being really intimate and emotionally connected to someone to having to go, ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This person has shown me an aspect of their character. They haven't changed. They've just shown you a different angle to themselves which reveals that you can never really be that intimate with them again. Right. And instead of trying to cling on in there and wrangle it around in your brain, I get like that closure thing, that going... Right, we've crossed that bridge now. And yeah. just going, all right then, we're in a new reality where we're not that close. And that's difficult, but... You're going to hate when I say this right now, but I, whenever I start dating a girl, I date them with the thought that this could be the girl for me. I'm, an, I'm looking to get married. I'd love to have kids. And then something happens and I'll either like move on or I'll say like, all right, well, this is just going to be for sex then because this girl's, you know, this girl's not for me. And I'll make it clear that we're just going to be casual, but it's always they cross a line where I'm like, yeah, this is not going to be that girl. You know what I mean? And it just changes everything oh, there's nothing hateful about that okay, well just the fact i'm looking at a girl sexually and objectly well sexually. you know she, she could be looking at you sexually objectly eh, as, well. as long as you don't say object and as long yeah. as you're upfront about it let's I'm hope not martina gonna... feels that way <laughs> <laughs> um final question love sort of i don't know if you want to double up on this one it's a love hack so a way of approaching love and sex and dating maybe it's something to do with being do you st- maybe it's about you being so candid and truthful i will say this this is a big one for me is that I think so many more men could get what they want just by asking. It amazes me how many times that has worked for me. Right. Just by saying, hey, you know what I'd really like if you did A, B, or C? And if you do it in a playful way, 
You know, one of the most successful, and I, I wrote an article about this on Social Underground, I call them my Hail Marys. Like when things are just not going the right way and you just want to try and bring, you know, bring it back, bring it back in. This text message has worked for me maybe 20 times in my life, which is texting a girl that maybe there hasn't been a great connection with for whatever reason, but you're very attracted to them. <clears throat> I text, what do you say tonight? We go out and get really drunk and whatever happens, we could blame on the alcohol with a smiley face. The amount of times that that's worked because the girl maybe just got broken up with her boyfriend, just got fired. Knows that she she acknowledges herself that she doesn't have that level of connection right. to you, then, but there's then, a exactly. attraction. You're opening it up to that. You know, there's so many, and so many times I've gotten back, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go out. And then I end up sleeping with that girl. And it just came from basically just asking in a cute way. Right. And here's what I would say to the women that are listening to this. Same goes for you. Yeah. You know what? If you have, because you know what, if you have the, this is what's happening. If you put your needs, wants, worldview first and you stay consistent and true to that and you communicate it in a way which isn't forceful or pressurizing towards the other person, it's just playful and tables the option, you'd be surprised how many times people actually listen to you and respond positively. Right. And being upfront and honest, I think, is the thing that's missing in so much communication, whether it's male, female, female, whatever your uh, dynamic is. Just be honest. Just tell people what you want. You'd be amazed how much that will actually work for you. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. Thank so you. look at this. I've gone from hate to love, hate to no one's mm. love. You know, now I we're think, dating. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> As I say, I do. I do for what everything that I have to say. I like everything that you said on this whole podcast. Wow, you should listen to uh, us on Chuck Nice's podcast because we really didn't agree on nice advice. <laughs> and I think on your show and my last show time, got very heated. I really got heated. But in a front, I like that. If you are bringing your uh perspective intelligently i love not agreeing i think that's fine you're not if everyone agreed it would be such a boring world yeah i have to say you have to everyone's watching this you have to watch that show if you want to see me i wouldn't say get angry but i i can oh I can, um your uh, your girlfriend miss uh, skirt club definitely genevieve definitely got angry i i think i got assertive because i can like i can stand my ground you got assertive she got angry because she started saying just things to be like malicious as opposed to saying things to express your point you know what I'm saying? There's a big difference. To sell, not that she said this, but if you argue with someone and then the person says, well, you're fat and ugly, that is not bringing anything to the point. You're just trying to attack. But you were bringing up points, maybe in an assertive way, but you were still bringing up points. Oh, well, thank you. I hope this is, if you're watching this, you got to watch this. See a different <laughs> aspect to me. Uh, where can they find that show and your show generally? Well, me everywhere on anything social media, it's at I am Ralph Sutton. So whether it's I am Ralph Sutton.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. It's I am Ralph Sutton. I believe in uniformity, which you do not have. I know. It's really annoying. Well, I've got Hayley Quinn on Twitter, which I've had for ages. And then on Instagram, I joined the party a bit late and got at Hayley Quinn X. And, right. you know, and, your, Hayley- and your YouTube is Hayley Quinn XX or something. Right. You need because to find of- symmetry, woman. I'm trying, well, you know, maybe I'm one of these asymmetrical people. And you know what I have to say with the person who's got Instagram, and I say this on like every podcast, Hayley Davis, with your private account and your 200 followers. Did she not accept your friendship? No, I've been trying to friend her. So I, I, I'd give her some money or something. If I, could do it. I, just, I would really like that Instagram handle. That's and it's like, great. I plead, That's I plead for I'm sure it. if you offered her some cash, she'd do it. I know, it, but she right? won't even let me follow that her. That is hilarious. She won't even I love let that. me follow her. I have a guy that's too I'm gonna, You know, I'm going to try again right now. I used to have Ralph Sutton dot com 
and then this produ- like music producer in like Iowa that it was it was uh, available for like three days and he took it. So that's why I made everything at I am Ralph Sutton. The SDR show you could find everywhere also at the SDR show. So whether it's uh, the SDR show.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the SDR show. And then you could find the SDR show on anywhere you consume social, um, sorry, consume podcasts. That's hilarious. <laughs> try and follow again. I have. I'm, I'm going to follow uh, again. I'm going to try and follow again. So this is to be noted, people. I'm now trying to follow at Haley Quinn on Instagram. Well, we're videoing this too so you can show it. For the third, for the yeah. third time. That's hilarious. To say, please, please. And I, I, I'm, Why don't I'm you try and find her on Facebook and I've send a message? I've been trying got a really common name though. Oh, that's so true. It's like but I'm sure you could figure it out. Also, by the way, the thing that just happened to our show that I'm very happy about, yeah. the SDR show, is 1,000 podcasts were handpicked from Spotify to be in Spotify. And we were picked as one of the 1,000 and it just started. So the, they don't, it's not hard, it's hard to find, like they don't have a podcasting section, but if you use Spotify, which almost everyone does these days, you could just type in the SDR show and we'll come up and one of only 1,000 podcasts. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. I like that. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to one of my podcasts, whether it's Attraction HQ or Love HQ, because I'm doubling this episode up because it's been powerful and good and awesome. You know, I, this is my sympathy thing, mini violin. Uh, I do this for free. So you know what? If you like it, if you like my message about dating love and you think the advice is actually pretty all right and not complete rubbish and junk, which most dating advice is that plays on your fears and teaches you to be a, like a needy, weedy person. Instead, if you think what we've said is sensible and good, you have to subscribe. You have to share. You can also find me on, let me think, let me say, I said on Twitter at Hayley Quinn, on Instagram as Haley Quinn X, unless I win this recent lobbying thing. <laughs> and then on YouTube as Haley Quinn XX. So there's always an X in there somewhere. But at least on your HaleyQuinn.com, I, I imagine you had the links to everything, right? I do, I do have the links to everything. And I have to say, if you are a lady and would like to hear more about my approach, as you can see, it's a bit more kick-ass than most of that get the guy dating advice that's out there. I name no names. Um, you can head to HaleyQuinn.com forward slash real love. And I've got some awesome videos on there. And for the guys, if you go to HaleyQuinn.com forward slash her mind i'm going to be giving you an insight into the female psychology and actually some tips on how to handle things like the scenario you mentioned earlier which is she doesn't get back to you or she cancels on your message you know helpful life strategies very simple send a dick pic she'll respond immediately <laughs> as i said they're not photogenic ralph they're not photogenic. <laughs> I'm a big, I, the last thing i would say i had to spend three months talking one of my friends out of doing that because he would always send them after one date I'm like, oh, dude, no, no girl no. wants to see this. Stop no, it. No, 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 they don't. Yeah, that's our last piece of advice. That could be our love and life hack. Don't send dick pics. Ever. Ever. Unless you're just looking to pick up other dudes. Right. Also, well, on that bombshell, I'll end the podcast. And <laughs> thank you again so much for having me. Well, for having me. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, please head to hayleyquinn.com forward slash club where I have a free 30-day membership available for you to my exclusive subscribers club. You can also catch up with me on YouTube at HaleyQuinnXX, on Instagram as HaleyQuinnX, and on Twitter as Plain Old Hayley Quinn. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. Please engage with me. Please reach out. And thank you again for your support. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.